0: (laughs) hey jason okay wait so before we go live is there anything i need to know
1: wait uh wait so
0: wait what what is that about
1: no it was was for it was for the girth and the vibration type
0: okay well uh uh, sorry i don't know what i should have never went no 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 Postseason BB19 show with Nut, who I keep calling Jason and probably should have asked him before if you wanted to call Jason Whistlenut, but we'll do that in a minute. Anyway, if you guys want to see any of our past shows back, they're all over at urialityrecapscom slash BB19. Literally, all the other shows are there. If you wanted to know if we've interviewed anyone else, yes, we did. They're over there. I, arguably, you could say, save the best, Nut last check them out over there all of the single uh, all of the shows all of our posts uh, our recaps uh, our blogs flashback times if you want to go back and see something you missed everything from this season as well as all of the other shows that we're covering are over on our website of course we are currently uh covering survivor next week we are starting bravo We are starting game night, we are starting a contest looking for new hosts, so that is going to be super exciting, and we're going to have a Kevin Advice show, which so many people have been asking for, which I think will be hysterical. Uh, You guys watching this show back, uh, make sure you become a fan on you now so that you can watch us when we do them live chat, hang out uh, in the chat room. Of course, the number one fan on Every You Now Show gets surprised. The number one fan of Jason is getting a signed Jason bandana, which is going to be amazing. Um, of course, lastly, if you guys want to help support our shows, consider becoming a patron. Yourrealityrecaps.com slash patron. You get access to the patron only shows, prize giveaways just for patrons, weekly shows just for patrons, and after shows uh, for patrons as well. Uh, or you can always be one time a day. But look, everybody, we need to get to the man that you all want to hear from. It's Jason or Now, What do you prefer, Jason? Hey, uh, you know what's fun? Jason's good.
1: <laughs> I'm only Whistlenut in the arena, so you can go with Jason. It's just right.
0: Jason, you know what it is? I think because I'm from New York, I we don't do nicknames. We're like real names. Ah, uh, I think love, that's the sort of Jason. Nickname. It is. It's settled. Jason. It is. Jason. It is. Although I must yeah. imagine that that's confusing for some Big Brother people because then we we have other Jasons. So for that yeah. factor, I like calling you Whistlenut.
1: There you go. I mean, it's it's the same guy, you know what I'm saying? It's just an ego thing. It's an alter ego, Whistlenut, Jason did. So Whistlenut it is, dude. I like it just as good.
0: Okay, perfect. Now look, right before we start anything, I need to um, um, maybe apologize to you. Okay, um, go ahead. On behalf of myself and Karen uh, from Big Brother Canada, We may have allegedly, um, during the cast assessment show that we did together, said that we thought that maybe, sort of, you were a serial killer, and um, had people in a well on your farm. But, I'm just saying, it's
1: just comedic- (laughs) That's my neighbor. That's my neighbor.
0: That's your- That's That's
1: all the neighbors around me just down the way, and they're the ones with people in their wells, so I can see how you get that confused.
0: No, of course we do Comedic Recaps here. We were just having fun with it, but I thought it was hysterical. And then Jason, like, we all, like, America, Jason, fell in love with you in, like, one week. It took us one week to fall in love with you on that show. (laughs) And... (laughs) uh, Go ahead. ahead. It took me three weeks
1: to try to uh, get my bearings before, I mean, I I really wanted to self-evict like the first three weeks. So, that's nice. I'm glad. I wish I could have known telepathically that Everyone was falling in love with me in the first week because I I, felt I was having a terrible time the first three weeks I felt like.
0: Did you really? You wanted to self-evict in the first three weeks? I don't feel like that came across at all to us.
1: Good. Well, that means I was hiding it pretty good. That I I had I felt like a total fish out of water. I didn't know what I was doing. I was so glad to have. Alex and i was just so glad to have all those house guests when I was in there because I was like oh my gosh what have I done I'm locked in this house like legitimately locked in this house but I mean then then I just it started to be it started to be good you know what I mean I started to feel you know normal and uh, relaxed a little bit but yeah I felt like the first few weeks it was touch and go. So
0: what was it? I mean, what was it those first few um, weeks then? Was it the missing your family? Because I mean, we know I don't I don't think it's a surprise. You said it in your um, pre jury interview. So I'm sure we're allowed to say it. You know, you weren't a fan of the show before you didn't really know about this show. I don't really think you knew what you were getting into so much.
1: Yeah, no, I really didn't. I had no idea the implications of those live feeds. You know what I mean? I mean, I knew we were getting recorded uh, audio and, and video twenty four seven. Like I was like, fine, and you know, it absolutely everywhere. Two hundred sixty one cameras. I got it. Uh, but I just in my head, it was different. Like in my head, I felt like the clarity was like this right here. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like the live feeds were this. People sitting, you know, in their in their room, looking on at, at a blurry uh, at a blurry picture. Like I just, I, mean, I know that sounds ridiculous, but you know, I'm you saved the best for last only because I couldn't figure out how to navigate the the technology of social media to get to you the the first time we tried it. So <laughs> I'm that, telling you, uh,
0: it's it's okay. Look, Jason, I think everybody appreciates you being here and hearing from you. Yes, yeah, sometimes sometimes the internet connection is not the greatest yeah. in certain. Parts of the country. I live um, in New York and I don't get cell reception hardly anywhere. Like on my cell phone, I get like no cell reception. So I can't complain about people's internet quality. Um, People are just happy to hear from you, Jason. And this show is all about me giving you as many of your fan questions as I can. So let me let everybody. Let me let everybody know quickly, you're watching right now, and you now spread the word, Square, Megaphone, whatever it is now on you now. Let everyone know that we are live, and of course, become a fan so that you are alerted every single time we go live and you can hang out in the chat. We have a lot more shows coming up for Big Brother people as well. We're going to be bringing couples on, Jason, so we're going to have like Marlena on and Raven and Nat on. And mm-hmm. I insist, I realize I didn't ask you this before, I'm really not giving you an option to say no. Yes, no, I would never say no. Well, there's going to be a Whistlenut and Alex show.
1: Yeah! Because be I right. insist
0: on you two being together. I think you two together is comedic gold. I've, yeah,
1: she's awesome.
0: I have never laughed out loud, Uh during Big Brother shows, and I don't know how long, and there were many times I laughed out loud over the interaction between you two and your ability to just ruin a plan, Jason. Just <laughs> yeah. take a plan and ruin it. Ruin it. What's yeah, up with still, that, Jason?
1: Still clueless. Still clueless. I mean, I was clueless. Alex knew it. I said, look, uh, I, I I, literally have, I have no idea what, what's going on in here, and I'm like, I feel like... Alex, you are like super smart. Got a lot of mental horsepower, and you know you kind of do the thinking, and then I'll do the working, and we'll we'll have like a work and thinking relationship. And I, I think we'll go we'll go a long ways. But if if you got to leave the thinking up to me, uh, we're probably going to take a hot seat to the airplane real quick. Well, <laughs> so—
0: I'm gonna see now. I kind of disagree with you a little bit, and I'm gonna take this question from a Juju Namaste, um, and she says, "Jason, I think it's amazing how intuitive you were this season. Do you think if you came back to Big Brother, you would trust your intuition more? Because you were a lot, you were right about a lot of stuff. For Alex being the yeah. brains, you were right about a lot of stuff this season. Yeah, you know,
1: I, because I, I honestly feel like I navigate." very different social situations on a regular basis i'm constantly navigating very different social situations just because of the rodeo clown thing and the auction thing i mean i never know what groups of people are going to be together at every venue that i go to and so i feel like i have i really do have a lot of experience in in uh just navigating situations really really quickly and kind of understanding and feeling out the crowds i don't know a lot about um you know different parts of the world and you know that type of stuff but i feel like i actually am a I'm, a I'm a humanitarian you know what i mean i i believe in people from the from the get-go i mean i always have the best interest of everyone else in my i'll take i'll take the heat before i want somebody else to take the heat you know what i mean mm-hmm. like i actually want people to be happy and be relaxed and if i'm around i would rather take their their uh whatever pain just so they're having a good time I feel like that's my job when I'm in those venues and I feel like in there had I listened to my intuition uh I probably would have you know done well but I but I didn't trust myself enough because I don't I don't watch tv Mm I don't I don't interact with with any type of video games or or I don't have favorite tv shows I don't I don't know what current events are because I'm always in the dirt. You know what I mean? I'm right. always doing chores or driving. So I listen to the radio a lot, but I'm mm-hmm. nine times out of 10, change it. If it's, if it's not music. Right. So I thought, I really felt like she, she just, I felt like she was really up on current events. She's got a lot of mental horsepower. Mm-hmm. I, you know what I mean? I just thought she was somebody that was uh, kind of worldly. And I, I just, so I wanted to trust her. I told her, I said, I'll, I'll only say my opinion. I'll run my opinion by you once. Uh, and if you don't feel it, I'll shut up because I don't want to screw nothing up, but I want you to know what I'm feeling, uh, when I feel something. And so that's, so yeah, I probably would, if I went back in there again, I would absolutely, uh, just use my own gut feelings and react to those.
0: Right. I mean, I think that, I mean, I hate to say that you're a character, because obviously you are a person in the game, but also right, yeah. they typecast different character traits. Yeah. And I think that is a great, like, you have great character. The fact that you are like that is what makes you endearing to people yeah. that watch the show, I I feel. Um, let me ask you this question from uh, Wesley Les- uh, Lester quickly, since you're speaking of your real life, Wesley what- Wester. Wesley Lester, yes. Oh, Dude. I was
1: like, I thought Wesley Wester. I'm like, that's a cool rodeo. That's a cowboy name right there. All right. <laughs> well,
0: I'm sure he would love that. Um, well, now, <laughs> what made you want to be a rodeo clown and auctioneer? Do you have any, or what are your next aspirations going forward now that you did Big Brother?
1: That's like four questions, but I'm going to answer yeah. them all real quick. Go. I was, uh, <laughs> I was rodeo. I mean, I was a rodeo bull rider for basically uh, Little Britches. So, like junior high, it, I rode Little Britches rodeo. Then I went to high school and I did all the high school stuff. You know, all the sports, all the speech classes, the the band, the choir. You know, the FBLA, the FFA, the FHA, the the 4H. I did all those things. I didn't do the rodeo thing when I was mm-hmm. in high school. Then I graduated high school. I went to college. I college rodeoed for Northwest Missouri State University as a bull rider. So I got to lift weights in the weight room with the national champs because the Bearcats were two-time national champions when uh, my four years there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was riding bulls. And then I graduated and I moved out, and I was still riding bulls semi-professionally. And uh, I just—I was a tall, lanky bull rider. I mean, I'm six four, Me and you know, they just—you know—there's a there's there's kind of a a stereotype for bull riders, and they're short and stocky. And the judges are—I felt like at the time I was, you know, in the in my twenties uh, that I I was just so I was way different than than the norm. And so they didn't really know how to judge me because I got a long arm and I got long legs. So it doesn't take a big movement with my arm to reposition my hips, right? So if I was out of shape, I could just swing my arm a little bit and it would, it would, it was enough momentum to shift my hips back into place and then I could get back in center. So I felt like I was getting underscored a lot of the time. And I felt like I was, I mean, I was always placing and I was a good bull rider, but I was like, I'm never going to be the world's champion, Mm -hmm. whether because I'm just, maybe I don't have that I have great talent, but I don't have the, you know, the world's champion talent or I'm, right. or I'm just not getting scored right. Right. I didn't know how to be a showman enough to get the judges to, to make them feel like my ride was really as rank as it was. Mm-hmm. Right. So I quit riding bulls. I started training only and he was so awesome to me that I wanted to show him off. Like I, I'm like, this bull is exceptional. I'm telling you, he understands the human language. He's 2000 pounds. He's a bull. He's intact. He's a, he's, Double bred Wrangler rivets. I mean he's he's got a motley head and he's got a big old hump. He's just – he's got a crooked flat horn and, and I mean a, and a turned down banana horn. He's just rodeo looking. He is a rodeo bull. Like I said, he comes from the bloodlines. His daddy was a world's champion buck and bull for four years in a row. And I'm like this dude is – I retrained him. It took me three years, two and a half, three years basically. And I had got him to where I could ride him where people could scrub on him and rub him and love him and hug him and sit on him and ride him. I'd run the barrel pattern on him. Mm -hmm. And I really needed to – I I wanted to put him on a a stage to showcase his ability and his talent. Mm -hmm. And I was hauling him to the rodeos because I knew all the contractors because I rode bulls for 14, 15 years. And they're like, look, man, we can't pay you to just bring your bull to the rodeo. You know what I mean? There's just not enough money to go around. They're like, but if you could be the clown or something – you know where we where we could get double our money, you know where we're where we're having a clown, and then that would just add to it. And I thought, man, I spent a long time being a badass working on that reputation. And I'm like, I don't really want to change my my badass bull rider uh, disposition, mm-hmm. you know, whatever stereotype that I had into the clown. I'm like, but they're like, man, you are a clown. Everybody wants to go where you are anyway. Everybody wants to know where you're going after the rodeo. Everybody wants to hang around you before the rodeo. They're like, you were probably born to be the clown. So I just kind of he's this this one contractor asked me, he says, You're gonna be the clown this weekend. They didn't show up. And I'm like, no way am I doing that. He's like, I'll give you I'll give you four hundred bucks. And I was like, just this once. You know, I was like four hundred bucks is I was like, yeah I'll do it for four hundred bucks. And then it was it was like uh I was like a fish in water, man. It just—I felt like, dang, I probably should have been doing it the whole time. So that's how I transitioned um, into the rodeo clown. And as for the, as for the the auctioneer and 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 the other aspirations, mm-hmm. so I was—I always had a full time job all I, my whole life since I was twelve. I've had a job. I I would mow yards. I would I would scrape manure at the sale barn. You know, I would I would buck bales. And and then when I could drive, I I did other things like I'd work in warehouses and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The whole time I was rodeoing, I, I ran a feed mill, and I mean it was awesome. I really did love that job. But the thing is is you're – I always felt like I was giving everybody else more than what I was getting. Mm-hmm. And I thought the only way to really pay yourself is to work for yourself. So I, when I, I still had my job, and I was still training only, and I was doing, you know I was doing the rodeo thing. I always had a job. And when I got Oli, when I got Oli trained up, and it was working, and and I was doing these rodeos for four and five hundred bucks, six hundred bucks a weekend, I I went to auctioneer school because I weld a lot of metal art. Like I'm, I'm really handy. I, I do, I build everything uh, myself. I mean, me and my brother build houses. I mean, but I weld everything. My dad, my dad's a fabricator. I mean, you know, we're just handy with our hands. I I grew up on a farm, so I'm I'm really good with my hands. So I, I welded a lot of stuff all the time. Little trinkets and, and art. And so I went to auctioneer school uh, and I thought, if I could just weld up a bunch of metal art mm-hmm. uh, and then I could go to like a parking lot somewhere, right? And I could just start auctioning, and auctioning okay. it off, even just, just, and people would gather around and I would sell it and I'd make myself some cash and that would work. So I was like, if that way, if my, if my rodeos were, if I was needing a little more money, I could have, I could be an auctioneer. And I, and I always worked at a sale barn. So I like, I like the auctioneer anyway. Uh huh. So that's what I did. So – and they worked out. They really complement each other because auctions you do in the spring and the fall and the rodeos you do in the summer and in the winter on the indoor arenas. So I mean I'm literally working year-round in two different professions and they're both the same. They're both in front of people. They're both wildly exciting and and they're both very uh, intent right. on – on the patrons that are there. So, I mean, you really have to work the crowds on both of them and, and, they have to make a connection with you. And I always felt like I had a good connection with people. Cause I really am. I mean, I really am a, a, like I said, I really do care about, about people as a whole. I'll always pick the safety of others, no matter what. I mean, I might run my mouth reckless, but I'll always pick the safety of others. So and for, for my aspirations from the auctioneer and the, and the rodeo club thing, I'm always going to do those things. I just want to take them to, to continually take them to bigger stages it's pretty hard right. to get bigger than the big brother stage though
0: it, okay. well look here's what here's what i'm gonna say uh jason one i think okay. chat room found it fascinating to hear your clown backstory we kind of all just thought you always wanted to be a clown number one number yeah. two um i was impressed by the fact that i taught my dog to sit not anymore um, and now, <laughs> number three, uh, I want to move over to um, a question from Jenny, who uh, Jenny837, who wants to know, did Josh's or how did Josh's goodbye message to you oh. change the game in your opinion? I mean, we all know how we think it changed the game, but in your opinion, how did it change the game for you?
1: It was, it was, it was actually the, it was the only insight that I had at all. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you once I, once I left, because, um, I, I just, I just knew that Jason, Paul and Alex were going to the final three. You know what I mean? And I'm not, I'm not trying to discredit anybody else, Mm -hmm. but I'm just saying in my mind, I was 100% certain that Jason, Paul and Alex were going to go to the final three and it was just going to be a glorious Comp battle and fun and the most wild final three ever because it was just going to be epic. You know, Where it was just going to be a battle to the end. We were going to be – if it was a uh, an endurance comp, we were going to be there for five, six, seven hours. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We were just going to really – we were just going to just really compliment each other on, a, on, our, a, on our mental horsepower and our physical strengths at the end. It was just going to be awesome. So when I got ejected, I was – I mean, I was—I still don't have any words for it. I mean, I was just totally devastated. Mm-hmm. Josh's goodbye message—I didn't even hear Paul's because Alex's was very, very uh, generic. Right. Like I, I—it terrified me when I when I heard hers. I was like, oh my god, she, she totally she totally dipped on me. She, she was like, Oh, sorry, Jason, if you're reading this, it was a total mistake and I didn't know nothing about it. Then that sucks. And I, and I was like, Oh my God, she, she was behind it. Then Josh is like, uh, you know, it was Paul's plan, man. And he was balling and what she was always balling, but he's like, it was Josh's or it was Paul. Paul's plan. And I just went with it and you know, he's been orchestrating it. And, and then I just was infuriated. Uh, and I and then when they played Paul's, I didn't, you know, I didn't hear it, but I re I heard it back in the jury house again, where I could digest what he had said. And he was, and that that's really what, that's really so, what sealed the deal for me.
0: Because he lied to you about yes because it was a lie with the goodbye message.
1: Yeah, I mean honestly, that's just too far, man. I mean it's you you don't have anything but emotion and what people say to you inside the house, and I'm telling you. It's uh, it's really super tough to navigate. It's a wonder I didn't have a complete mental breakdown because I'm I'm a super physical person and and I'm constantly moving and I'm out in the fresh air and in the dirt and in the gravel all the time, and to be locked in that house for days on end, and 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 to ha- have to obsess and wonder and worry about what everyone's saying to you and not be able to prove mm-hmm. or disprove any of it. It's enough to drive you batshit crazy. I'm telling you, I I was really struggling. If it wasn't for Kevin and Alex and and everybody else in the house that you could bounce stuff off of. And I'm telling you, it's very, very minimal things, you know, because nobody wants to talk about anything in there because they're all too afraid to say anything that might give you hints or clues to their background or to their strategies or anything. So everybody is very meticulous on on what topics you talk about so you don't really ever get to have an intellectual conversation with anybody all you really get to do in there is talk smack and and cuss right and right. i know that sounds it sounds terrible but that is that is the environment in there mm-hmm. and so you don't have very much to re- to relieve you of all of your mental anxiety and and your mental stresses and i really felt like if all you can go on is emotion Mm-hmm. inside the house then and i had i felt and paul's a super good listener and he's got a lot of mental horsepower and i mean and he's and he's hilarious you know what i mean and i i told him i i mean and i really was i i would have lost i would have been happy to lose you know to, to paul or alex at the time when i was in there i was like i you know if we make it to the final three i don't care who wins i'm just glad that we we you know we we did it right and it would have been – he. I, I wish he would have had more respect for me to, and understood that. He could have just – I was on the block. There was nothing I could do. After the veto was played, there's no – I mean there's nothing. He could have just said, look, dude, hate me or love me, but I'm taking you out. And uh, it's just – it's my game and I want to win the $500,000. bucks. i am telling you I would have respected that. Now, I know it's easier to say then uh, – easier to say now than then. But, but that – I just felt like what he did was he invited me to dinner and I had a full schedule and I couldn't go. And, and, uh, and I, and I, I changed my schedule to go. And then he asked me to invite my parents and they, they, they were busy too. So I had them change their schedule. And then he asked me to invite my brothers and sisters and my best friends. And so 30 of us all changed our schedules to go out to dinner with him. And he said he would pay. I, I, w- I really want to see all y'all there. I'll buy your, And then he just stood us all up. That's what I felt like. I'm like, you just took it too far. If you would have just stood me up at dinner, man, it would have been fine. But you didn't. You brought my whole family in on it. You know, that's – and I, so I did. It was so, – like I said, I, I I don't know if it's right or wrong, but the goodbye message is really what
0: chapped my ass the most. Okay, so let me say this to you, number one. Truly, I do feel it's not right or wrong. A jury – like – I don't blame people if they want to vote based on strategic gameplay and who played better yeah, or or emotional. Like I don't care how people vote. The game is to navigate the votes. That's the, the votes, game, right? Um, but that being said, so just so we're clear, are so are yeah. you saying that if Paul would have owned it in his goodbye message, you might have voted for him? Like I would have voted for him. Oh, you would have definitely.
1: Oh, huh? okay. Yeah, no, that, because yeah. I. I was blindsided, one hundred percent blindsided. I was so mad, dude. But I, but you can't deny that. You cannot deny the the way that guy. Play. I mean, come on, dude. Mm-hmm. He he's good. Yeah. He's good. Oh, you know what I mean. He. Yeah. But you know, you also can't deny the fact that he's a vet. He was just there before. He knew the game. He under, You know what I mean. He mm-hmm. had a hell of an edge. But not only that, he gave me friendship. Right yeah. there was eight bracelets that that guy got to give out, and and you feel indebted to him. Because yeah. you could have I could have been Cameron. You know what I mean? You don't know what your fate is on the first night. And there's nothing scarier than the first night. You think, oh my God, I went through this grueling three-month process to get here. And I mean I could be going home tonight. Paul gives you friendship. You want it, you're indebted to him. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, he the the guy, and then and then you, you know, then he and then they put him on the block and he had a the America voted for a pendant of safety. You really feel like he's the best asset you could possibly have. And that's the way I felt. I'm like, I got Alex and Paul. There's no way anybody's beating us. No right. way. So, you know, I mean, there's a lot of things that go into it. And I'm telling you, it's it is it is a mind warp in there. It's a mind warp. And I I took a lot, a lot, a lot of positives out of it. Well I really gonna, did. Like
0: All right, I'm gonna stop Jason. you. We're gonna talk about your positives because I'm trying to get I I first of all I love that you talk, Jason. <laughs> Okay, I love, I, I love that you talk. <laughs> oh, look, I have all day. I'm trying to keep it to an hour for you. Um if you okay. want to talk more, we can talk more. But um we're we're <laughs> okay, going to go I know that we're going to um ask you about things that you learned about it when we get a little bit further. But here's another question sure. that a lot of people are asking. I'm going to take it from yeah. Lindsay. During the double eviction, it seemed like um you're extreme atard. Was in the way a lot of you doing the competition, which hurt oh, yeah. you in a sense. Was it your choice to wear it? Like, did you have to wear it or did you, or could you, didn't have to wear it? You no, had, I
1: had to wear it.
0: Oh, you had I to, didn't wear want okay.
1: to wear it. I had to wear it. I did not want to wear it. And the dumb things kept getting stuck in the puzzles. But you know, if the truth were really to be told,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I, I, I was always a huge fan of Mark.
0: Right. I mean I
1: really I was and if I mean there's a lot of things I I would do different, you know, if I had it to do over again. Not a lot, but but quite a few. And I, I I when I look back and I saw it was just me and Mark, yeah, my extreme guitar was totally getting in the way. And it was really like I wanted to like yell at production for making me wear that dumb thing mm-hmm. because of, they were getting in the way. But when I look back and I saw that it was me and Mark, uh a little bit of me was okay because I wanted Mark to have safety. I didn't want him to go home. Right and 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 I and that was just like a, a kind of a good uh, sneaky way that that happened.
0: It's so. not even necessarily sneaky. Uh, not, it, that's Big Brother's strategy: knowing what to yeah. lose, what to win, when yeah. to let the other person take it so that you can play next time. That's all. I think you are a perfect player. To get to play again, now that you know everything, now right. that you know the game and know the way it works, I think yep. it would be fascinating to watch you maneuver it a second go round where you know all the ins and outs. So, um, again, you have this from a ton of people. Uh, would you play again?
1: Look, I mean, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna you be i I'm gonna be thirty nine years old. I'm right. gonna have two kids, and I'm telling you, that's a long time. It's a long time to be away. Um, but you know, it's
0: I'm gonna answer I, for you. One hundred percent nobody's ever said no. Um number two, <laughs> number two, Power Wolf wants to know, would you ever consider doing Survivor? And, absolutely one hundred percent. Oh yes, you would do Survivor.
1: Oh my god, are you kidding me? I would crush that thing. I've never watched it, but I'm <laughs> but I'm telling but you, me, I'm gonna it. start I'm gonna start watching it because I know they're physical. Like I know that people almost die. That's where I live. I mean, I love to run right on that, that line. The, the, the wilder, the crazy, the more death-defying, the better I navigate it. I'm, I, that's what I like.
0: Okay, perfect. I'll let you know. Uh, Yourrealityrecaps.com slash Survivor. You're two episodes behind, but you can catch up with our recap shows, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Done. You're two episodes behind. Um, or maybe three now. Uh, okay, and Amazing Race. Would you ever want to do Amazing Race? Who would you want to race with? Um, I'm going to say this. If you couldn't race with your wife, and you could race with Alex, but you could race- Kevin? Okay, perfect. Kevin.
1: Yeah, Kevin, dude, that would be awesome.
0: Okay, good. Oh, good. Let's get this out of the way right now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Kevin. Kevin, my man, my best friend.
0: You're Kevin, your best friend. Just imagine that I'm yelling this at you horribly. Uh, obviously we heard uh the things that you said in the house about uh-huh. Kevin. Uh what do and what do you want to say about it now, you know, looking back? Obviously the whole thing about the wife and the kids is what we're specifically talking about for the moment. Um what do you want to say about it? I I'm going to just let you say what you want to say about it.
1: It's it's uh it really honestly pains me that that it it was it happened – it went down the way it went down. Mm-hmm. But but honestly, anybody that knows me – and I know this is a cop-out, but anybody that knows me knows that that, that is the most grotesque and outlandish thing in my eyes for anyone. And mm-hmm. I mean I'm a huge, huge supporter of child and women's – you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like the protection. I, I I'm telling you. But inside that house, and I don't want I don't, I to don't play it off. You know what I mean? I don't want to try to say that, it, that I didn't say it because those words came out of my mouth. Now, where there was a lot of other words that came out of my mouth before and afterwards.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And they should never come out of anyone's mouth. Mm-hmm. But when you're trying to navigate a situation where you have to go with what people are saying and what people want to hear, and they were trying to convince me that Kevin was lying to me. And the, and I was telling them that it was not true, and they were trying to convince me that the things that no, that nothing that Kevin had ever said were were true, and that what would be the the craziest worst thing that you could possibly do, and you know, and I'm a wow factor kind of guy. Like I like people to go, oh my God, you said that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because they remember, they remember right. things, and now is that. Yeah, was that crossing the line? And should I have never said that? Absolutely. And am I sick to my stomach about it? Yeah, you know why? Because I would never, one hundred percent, ever say that, mm-hmm. ever, uh, in any type of normal situation. And and I'm not trying to justify it because they did come out of my mouth. But I love Kevin and his family and his kids, and we've all of us have talked about it. You know, and, and a thousand, thousand times, you know, I've apologized, and I'm going to go there on. Um, New Year's, mm-hmm. and I, I am. I'm, it almost. Um, it makes me sick to my stomach, honestly, that I that, that 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 happened. But at the same time, you also have to remember uh, that that the reason that was probably exposed was because somebody that wanted somebody else to win. They're compiling anything they can, the 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 dumbest things that people can say, and they're trying to get them exposed so so people will come down on you so their favorite player will win and. Right. And and me and Kevin were buddies, and they they you know just to try to. It's a shame, it's what it is, and I'm terribly sorry. I for will. That. I'll,
0: I'll say this about it. Um, and, and I'm just going to use this for a moment as an example yeah. when um it comes to Cody for me, because a lot of people keep saying, "When are you having Cody on? When are you having Cody on?" I'm not having Cody on because Cody said a lot of horrible, racist, homophobic things in the house. But you know what, and you know what Cody did when he came out? He said, I don't care, that's me, get over it if you have a problem with it. We're, oppo- we're opposed to you who come out and say, that's horrible, I apologize, I feel sorry. Oh. And I have so much um, respect for that and players that can do that. And I think a lot of people do. And it, again, it goes back to your character, and that's the kind of person you are. Obviously, your intention was not to hurt Kevin or Kevin's family. We right, all make the thing, mistakes.
1: Yeah, and the thing is, is that stuff is so far out of my comprehension Mm-hmm. That saying it, it's almost like it's like a billion dollars to me. like i can't even I can't even fathom a billion dollars. That stuff is so grotesque to me, you know, like the r word and and mm-hmm. and and child crimes. those things are so absolutely disgusting to me that they don't even fit. you know what I mean? I don't even understand the implications of of the words because if I ever in a, ever knew or had the, had, anything like that come across me as a person, it would end right there. If I ever, if like something, uh, you know, I, you know what I'm saying? I just can't even, I can't even put words behind it because it's not, it's totally out of character for me. I was saying something to try to get the wow factor. Right. Right. And I wasn't thinking about the people I was saying it about or, or actually what I was saying. I just know that that is something people go, (gasps) when you say it. Right. exactly. that, that was it. That was it. And so, but in the heat of the moment, at two in the morning, when you're when people are yelling at you, trying to convince you, and you know it's bullshit, but you just want them to shut up about it and get over it, you just say stuff, and then you're like, "All right, haha, over the line." And that's what I said. I was like, "Over the line," you know. Right. Uh, you know, I was that, I would never do that. That's joking, but I just wanted the wow factor, and everybody, yeah. Of course, they cut that stuff out. Well, doesn't perfect. make it right.
0: It doesn't. Yeah, but- and I think you have apologized for it, and I think people appreciate it. So I want to move on from it because I want to get to more to more of your uh, fan questions. And honestly, I like that. I said that was going to be your hardest question. Technically not true. This is going to be your hardest question. (coughs) It's going to be harder than that. So are you ready? I'm ready. Brace yourself. It's from Christine B. And Christine B wants to know, how is it possible you always slept through Alex painting your nails and toes?
1: You know, I'm, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's a good question, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell a little secret. I I slept with earplugs. You're not supposed to have earplugs in the house, so mm-hmm. nobody knew that I had earplugs. And I, and I I put earplugs in. I put that mask on, and I I would I would go to sleep. I'm a super sound sleeper. Like I always tell everybody, my wife is the one that keeps the gun. In the house, if there's an intruder, Mm -hmm. she's going to be the one to shoot him because I won't wake up. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: (laughs) You know, because I'm 9-0 all day long, 90 or nothing. I'm just all day. Mm -hmm. When I go to bed, I'm asleep, right? Right. Uh, That's just the way I sleep. I'm a real sound sleeper. And Alex is like a cat, dude. She... I mean, I actually watched her paint one of my toenails you know, to try to figure out how she did that without me knowing mm-hmm. uh, and I, I couldn't feel it when I was staring at her, like I was like staring at her, watching her paint my toenail, and I could not feel it, so I'm like, well, I get how that happened now, my hands, I mean, they're like That's the they're like boot, they're like boot leather, you know what I mean but 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 I don't know how she. I must have I do sleep with my hands on my chest and that must have been what was happening. I really don't know, but when I found that that I somebody was paying. <laughs> she got a nice cold uh, ice bath uh on her when I found that out.
0: Right. Um, Okay, I want to talk about another huge, I think one of your best moments, although I don't want to put words in your mouth, but uh, oh goodness, um, somebody asked, I think it was Sinsin198, what was your uh, proudest moment in the Big Brother house? So I'll go, I'll start there. What was your proudest moment in the Big Brother house? Birth
1: uh, or the 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 pregnancy of my of my second child hands down, no question that was
0: bitching right, so that's what I was gonna say. What was it like um having that moment kind of forever, basically as part of this show? I mean there are not a lot of people uh in Big brother history I don't think that have gotten such news during the show, and uh, when it's usually good news. Yeah, that I think is going to be something that a lot of people remember uh, going forward about Big Brother. Is you finding out about that?
1: Yeah, I'm telling you, I'm. A, I was really. I I love my I love my son, and I want to have you know two, three, four more kids. Um, and so we've been trying for like six months, and then you know, and I started the casting process, and I knew that it was going to be like 102 days, and I'm like, man, if if we don't get pregnant before I leave, that's going to really you know, postpone it. And, and we were not, we were just, we were not. And I mean, I love the practice. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm a huge, huge fan of that. Mm-hmm. And even up to the second that we left, but I was, we were having negative, negative, uh, uh, test and I was like, Oh my gosh, no, no baby, no pregnancy. And so it was really weighing on me and bothering me because I was letting too much time get by. So when I got that, I'm telling you, mm-hmm it was nothing like i've ever felt in my life especially from where i was and i was dying in there mentally
0: <laughs> and we lo- we loved again seeing you, seeing you get to have that moment we we usually don't get to see the hoh baskets from uh double evictions beca- and i guess they they were dying to get that scene out so i was like oh yeah. yeah let's do that one um okay let me ask you this question from sal wall because a lot of people did ask it as well what was your favorite story or moment from your yard walks with kevin if you could pick one of your favorite <laughs> stories or one of your favorite moments from your yard walks what would it be
1: you know there is a ton of them i've I freaking love Kevin, mm-hmm. and you cannot deny the comic, the comedic level that that guy delivers stuff. It's mm-hmm. hilarious, and there's so many. But I'm gonna go with. um, It was right towards the end when they when they were starting to 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 play some of the older songs in the morning, and he was jumping around. I guess that really wasn't a story, but he was telling me about the music that he listens to, and. And like, you know, how his songs make him feel. And he was hopping around out there, uh, bouncing around like a damn rabbit, singing the songs and doing the the fake airplane. Mm -hmm. And I I was literally dying. I I was so I was so happy that he was so happy because we were both being berated at that week so much Um, like people trying. And he was just taking fire after fire. They were trying to convince me to back off of him. And we were both like, what the hell are we doing? And I hadn't seen him that happy in a while, and so I was super stoked about that. Uh, and as for just a straight story, my second favorite one was probably the when we were talking about the bleaching.
0: Oh, <laughs> the anal bleaching. Yeah, I, I, I might have heard of it.
1: <laughs> oh my god! It is the, the best. Botox injections?
0: I'm he won't say it. I'm, Kevin won't say it by the way He was on this show and I like had a gif of it And like he like turned red and was like I won't say that word anymore (laughs) I was like Kevin But I'm telling you I I agree with you Kevin is hysterical It's why I'm going Next starting in like uh, a week We're going to have a fan call and show Where people can leave relationship questions For Kevin and then (laughs) I have it And then I have him answer them live on this show It's going to be amazing (laughs) Oh, my God, I, that's going to be... I can't wait.
1: You're uh, going to have to set up a podcast in his house just so he can sit there, because he you'll have 45 hours of footage, because that guy oh, can go... Oh, I'm working
0: go. on it. Oh, we're working <clears> on it. Um, uh, a lot of people asking this, too. I'm going to take it from Vegas Baby, although I would be surprised if you answer... I would be surprised if you didn't answer how we all think you're going to answer, but Vegas Baby40 wants to know, what was Holly's overall take on your gameplay? Um,
1: I think, I think Holly had a, 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 she, she had, she knew that I had no clue what I was getting into. I mean, she's like, you're not going to like this. You're not going to do well. They're locking you up inside a house with people that you're probably going to hate because Mm -hmm. they're probably going to be entitled crybabies. And she's like, because that's what you hate that they're going to make sure they have some of those. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no man, it's going to be awesome. We fine. And I, you know, I think she was, she's proud of me for making it as far as I did. And I think she gives Alex a lot of credit. Uh, and she, and she should give Alex a lot of credit because I really, I I had a lot of, Holly's got a lot of similarities to Alex in their terms of her grit and her iron, you know, uh, that's my, my wife's just a lot taller, is so. mm-hmm. <laughs> all.
0: But we all loved her. Like I will tell you right now, we only, I believe, got to see two um real life segments this whole season or or two families, which was yours and Josh's, I believe. And we all loved Holly. Like we fell in love with oh. her. it took us like two seconds. Fall in love. I was like, get her on the show. I replace yeah. anybody else. I don't even care. I will swap out anyone for a Holly on this season right now.
1: <laughs> yeah. Dude, there, there's not, there's none tougher, there's none cooler than her by far, and there's really none that are more sexy. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's a, she really does have it all. And I mean, and, and I, I know that when people are like, man, you married up. I'm like, yeah. But, I mean, I, in my defense, I used to be quite a bit of a badass back in my 20s. I'm a little older now. But, <laughs> <laughs> no, there's none. There are literally none better than Holly. All right. She is. She's a 20 on a 1 to 10.
0: I love it. it that's very sweet. I love hearing that. Uh, Lost and Conquered has a very interesting question. I can't wait to hear what you're going to say to this. She says, um, Jason, in this scenario, what would you do? So. Who would you evict, who would you align, and who would you go to final two with? So who are you going to evict, who are you going to align with, and who are you going to final two with? Okay, you ready for your three people? Yeah. Cameron, Dominique, and Raven. Evict Raven. Align with Dominique.
1: And what was the other one?
0: Cameron. Oh, go to final two with. Ooh,
1: align with Cameron and go to final two with Dominique. <laughs> okay,
0: there you go. I like that scenario. I like that scenario. Um, Bruno's thumb wants to know, uh, is there anybody that you uh, don't see yourself staying in contact with now that the game is over? Or, like, is the door open for everybody now that the game is over? Or are there people that you're like, eh, I don't want a relationship with you now that the game's over? You're going to forgive me. I, I was
1: trying to think it, Uh the, the, the scenario in my head about the last question. I didn't even hear what you said.
0: <laughs> sorry. I, j- Jason, as long as you're cool with the fact that half the time that you're answering a question, I'm trying to get the next question and not listen to a lot of what you say either. <laughs> okay. Not, ma- not many people Fair. know that, but, you know, I'm just Fair. one person. Um, yeah. No. Okay. So, uh, okay. Ready? Is there yeah. anyone that you don't? Want uh, not that you don't want to, but is there anyone that you don't see yourself keeping a relationship with post season, or is the door uh, open for everyone?
1: I mean the door if I run into him uh, absolutely, but i mean i I never did just ha- I just never had a connection with maven at all. I just really never had one uh i I kind of sit try, but they didn't really have one with me either. I don't think you know what I mean we are just for some reason we just that us three just kind of never really connected. Mm-hmm. Uh, Not really in a negative way, just we just never did connect.
0: Right. Uh Jew boy. Jason, what um what was oh if you could switch for any other costumes, so like if if you could switch out the extrematard for, like, the frog costume, or you could switch out the extrematard for the hot dog, uh, Alex's hot dog thing, are you sticking with extrematard? I'm sticking with extrematard. That that hot
1: dog backpack weighed, like, 50 pounds.
0: Right. Oh, that's right. You did for frog costume. Um, yeah. yeah, I I don't think that that was a, a good one. And that was from bat. Bates. I'm going to say that question was from Bates. Um, will you, Someday Sunny wants to know, will you watch upcoming seasons of BB now that you've played the game? Oh, really? Well, That was the answer. You don't have to say anything else. That was the answer.
1: <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm always real, 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 real busy in the, in the summer. I'm always traveling and rodeoing. So I don't really have a lot of time. But I can get it on my phone. So probably when I'm laying in my trailer uh, if I, you know, when I'm Got some broken ribs or something. Absolutely, I'll watch it.
0: What about January? Is January a busy month? We have... Oh, God. Uh, right, let me rephrase that. Uh, what about this winter when there's going <laughs> to be Celebrity uh, Big Brother? I'm not fixed, though, you know. <laughs> Um And there's going to be Celebrity Big Brother. Are you uh, going to watch that? Or would you watch Celebrity oh, Big Brother if it happens in the okay. winter?
1: You know why I'm going to watch it? Because I... I've been in there, and there's no way them celebrities are going to hack what we have to hack in there. They're, they better change the the diaphragm – is that the right word – The of
0: the show? Well, because... they could change the diaphragm, but I don't know. <laughs> 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 yeah, they have to switch it up.
1: <laughs> there's just no way, man. I mean, them people are used to getting what they want mm. when they want it. And I'm like, you don't get anything. You're a nobody once you hit the inside of them walls, man. You have to figure it out on your own, and I just think that is either going to be a total train wreck, which everybody likes to watch a train wreck, or – It's just going to be, like,
0: a bunch of people self-evicting.
1: Bing, 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 and then there's going to be nobody left.
0: (laughs) It's going to be absolutely insane. Well, let me just say this really quickly. We are almost out of time on this show. We only have enough time for a few more quick questions. Um, So I want to remind everyone, obviously, make sure that you become a fan now before you guys leave so you're alerted when we go live uh, every time, of course. Like I say, show with Kevin coming up, couple shows. And the number one fan currently is... is Leslie uh, in the running for the signed autographed uh, bandana from you, Whistle So that is exciting. You, yes. got, you guys got about like five more minutes left on that. So let me just try and quit. All right, Jason, we're going to be quick with this. Yeah. All right, you ready? We're going to okay, be good. quick with your answer. That's
1: like a rap- rapid fire, rapid fire questions. Go.
0: Okay. Uh, BB Watcher wants to know what were your thoughts when you broke poor Christmas's foot? Oh, my God. It was insanity. I was I was
1: guilt-ridden. I feel like I wrecked her life. I took something from her that she that she paid. She used her body to, to make her living, and I took that from her. She'll never get it back. It was terrible. I was terrified, and I thought I was going to have to pay her doctor bills, and I knew I was going to get evicted for doing it because I broke her. It was terrible. I
0: was devastated. But really, Christmas, we get it. I mean, how much, how much longer are you going to go on about your broken foot? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's totally
1: the arthritis good. thing really got
0: me. Oh my! I know. Um, uh, Violet UCB wants to know if Alex, Kevin, and Paul weren't there, is there? A, who would you have aligned with? Mark and Elena. Really? Okay. Interesting. Probably. Go ahead. Probably, probably Cody.
1: I don't. I mean, I don't know.
0: Okay. Uh, interesting. Um. Uh, but uh, Sherry Blackberry wants to know. Uh, is saying Jason has Oli forgiven you for uh Ali uh, Sorry for uh um, oh, yeah. yeah leaving you uh for the summer. On a side note, I hope to see you both in mid Missouri soon. Yeah, yeah, you'll probably see us in Missouri. Um, uh,
1: he hasn't. I mean, he has forgiven me, but boy, it took it took about three weeks because. Now, I mean, every morning I walk him out and, and tether him out in the yard and rub on him and stuff, and, and he's just now starting to come around. But, boy, when I got back, I didn't bring him any cookies or any wafers, and he come a-running when I whistled, and when, I was, when he put his head up and I didn't have any treats or anything, he just booked it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's, yeah, so I felt But, no, he's over it now. We're pals again.
0: Favorite scare from Alex this season, uh, Sal Wall wants to know, is the favorite. The bathroom. The bathroom, the bathroom I, I, I think a little
1: bit of me died that, that evening. <laughs> Something, chunk of my heart, I don't know, it scared me. Okay, I love it.
0: Now, here's what we like to do here. I like to give you um, full screen so that you can kind of be one-on-one with your fans, and you can kind of have a minute, you can take as long as you want, to say uh, whatever it is that you want to say to your fans, to the people that support you. However, okay. Greek Diva would like to know if to start that off, you could do it using your auctioneer skills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know how you would do that, but right I'm going to give you full screen and okay. it is your time to say whatever you want to say to your fans. Here you go. All right. So on on a on an auction
1: note, Sold to everybody that's sold on Whistle Nut, please stay tuned with the social medias and in tune with the social medias the Twitter, the Instagram, the Facebook, you know, uh, the Wagner Den auctions on Facebook, the Whistle Nut only on Facebook, the Whistle Nut only on Instagram, the Whistle Nut only on Twitter. I, I'm telling you, I'm trying. I'm getting into understanding and being able to navigate the different sites to where i can go live and i mean my phone is definitely equipped with all that stuff and i'm i'm trying to to, you know to to give to give more. uh, And when I get more comfortable and and I understand it and navigate it better, it'll happen. And I'm also, but at the same time, I I really appreciate the patience that everybody's got with me because I've been gone a long time. And if my wife and, and family were running the businesses and my auction partners were running those and I needed, I have to give back and I have to give them my undivided attention because they've been, you know, they've been really busting it the whole time I was gone. And I don't want them to think that it, that I wasn't grateful for them by, by dipping while I'm here. You know what I mean? They, they deserve my undivided attention and that's what I've been doing. And that's why I, I've been trying to succeed. I don't want to miss the, the BB, you know, uh, shockwaves here. I want to ride some of those shockwaves because it's very imperative for my, both my careers. I mean, I'm, I'm an audience type feast or famine thing where, you know, if I don't have auctions or rodeos, I don't have income. So Book an auction. You know, tell the committees to book me for the rodeos. And uh and follow along. And and I, I I'm telling you, I love questions. And the most outlandish questions, you know, the most the craziest things, you know, like <clears throat> that thing that that cold water challenge that goes around. I mean, I, I'm not afraid to do any of that stuff. I'm I'm a huge fan of the fun and a huge fan of the morale. And and I don't mind sharing my opinion. So uh and I'm always I've always got one, that's for sure. So I mean I feel like I'm I'm very open to everything, so don't be afraid to, to message it or, or ask it or get in touch or book an auction or or say you want to see Whistlenut at a rodeo or say you want to see Whistlenut only at, at a party or a wedding.
0: Hire us. We love it. All right. So then let me ask you this now, uh, or maybe you might not know a lot of them, but I promise we'll put it below. Let's start with Twitter. If people want to get in touch with you to ask you questions about Big Brother, to book you for places, um, I see on Twitter it's uh, Whistlenut underscore Oli on Twitter. But is that where you prefer people to follow you? I don't. <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. What's your email, I Jason? So. <laughs>
1: um, pro- email is probably the one that is. It's it's um. Whistlenut and Ole at gmail.com. Okay. So all all spelled out, A-N-D. So Whistlenut, W-H-I-S-T-L-E-A-N-D-O-L-E at gmail.com. Whistlenut and Ole at gmail.com. But, I mean, I like the Twitter because I know that there's a little envelope up in the right-hand corner. And when I hit that, (laughs) I know those messages are coming. I just found that out uh, yesterday. (laughs) Because there was a bunch of them in there and one of them was from Bobby Moynihan and I was like, oh man. So, and it had been in there for a while. Right. And I, but they're like, hit the butt, hit that envelope, you tool. And I'm like, sorry, but I didn't. (laughs) So yeah, I'm, I'm I like Twitter.
0: Well, i right, I'm gonna put the links to your social media then below okay. this video on the edited awesome. one. And I just have to say, I, I think I know what you're gonna be reading to us on the patron show next. Um, so <laughs> so I'm kidding. You don't have to. Um, all right, everybody. All right, everybody. Follow Whistlenut on social media. We're gonna to have to Jeez. help him uh figure out to get like a social media manager who wants to who lives well, maybe you don't want to do that. Who wants to be his social media manager? Someone needs uh, to help him out. Send him an email. Follow. I, I've got. Go I've just. I've got a good lady and a good dude that
1: do it. I just really? haven't been able to <laughs> to get you know to have them explain it to me personally. Oh, <laughs> but they're they're working on it. They're working on it.
0: <clears throat> TikTok, Jason, uh, BB TikTok. Celebrity Big Brother is starting soon. <laughs> And then Switch. you know,
1: <laughs> and then uh
0: oh, yeah, then, um, oh, I'm sorry. What about a PO box? A lot of people are saying we'd love to send you cards, Christmas cards, stuff like that. Awesome. Do you do you have a PO box? Uh, I'll set one up pronto. Okay, so he will set it up. I'm sure he will tweet it out, or he will have someone tweet yeah. out. I will retweet it when it happens. I will add it below this video when it happens. Congratulations, Leslie, being number one fan. Leslie, way to go Um, Leslie for being number one fan everyone else thank you so much for tuning into this show all the shows again uh, we have a lot more Big Brother stuff and our regular content all next week same time as normal 7pm Eastern right here on YouNow so uh, make sure you guys become fans so you're alerted when we go live patrons Jason and I will be there in um, like two or three minutes and uh, thank you so much for watching Jason thank you for taking time out of your day to be here Thanks and talk to me. your fans. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Bye guys, uh we'll see you guys all later. Bye, Bye for now.
1: Yeah.